Hey, what's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. You are on the road to rock. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer, and we are springboarding into the month of August, which I always refer to as the Sunday of summer. It means things are winding down just a little bit as far as the summer months go, but that's okay because we've got football season coming up in fall, Halloween, uh, hoodies, bonfires, it's all coming up. you got to really embrace every season. That's what I've learned, except winter. Can't do it. I'm in the Midwest, and that's just a cross I will never be able to bear. The, I'll never understand cold weather lovers. It is not for me. I am all about the spring and summer months, and I, of course, love the fall. We cover a lot of sports, a lot of football, and uh, we do that via our website, StarcadeMedia.com, which is the home for everything we do. Of course, our website, RoadToRockPodcast.com, it feeds right into that, so it's kind of a mirror site takes you right there and we want to thank each and every one of you for being with us all summer long it has been tremendous i've been on the road for uh, two weeks throughout the month of july how about this six thousand miles 11 states 11 different national parks all in the western side of the united states it was tremendous everywhere from uh, south dakota to devil's tower wyoming to sedona arizona to all the major national parks in utah like zion Canyonlands, and arches it was just tremendous to be out there in this beautiful, vast country of ours and making memories. That's what it's all about for me. I love traveling, and typically that involves a lot more concerts. This summer, um, there has been some. You know, I was at the uh, Hannibal Barbecue Festival just a couple weeks ago covering Warrant and uh, Firehouse, which was a, just a tremendous show. I've uh, been to the Mid-American Music Festival with Great White and Slaughter. I got Garth Brooks coming up this weekend for crying out loud at Arrowhead Stadium. 73,000 tickets sold. Garth is a phenomena. If you ever get a chance to see him live, I highly recommend it, no matter what genre of music you are a fan of. So it has been a tremendous and a, a most fortuitous summer for me. And that's going to continue because this show, it's all about the guests. It's all about who we bring on, all about the stories that we talk to uh, with people right here. And that's what I've been all about. And this interview that we have this week is one that is literally... Eight years in the making. I said that about David Duchovny earlier in the month, uh, last month rather, because David Duchovny, uh, you know, obviously Hank Moody from Californication, uh, Agent Mulder from The X-Files, and now, uh, you know, as a musician himself now, being able to get him on this podcast to talk about his latest album, Guys, D. Snyder. Formerly of Twisted Sister, I was at the last Twisted Sister concert in America. That was in October of 2016. I'm an unabashed Twisted Sister fan. Dee Snider, my favorite rock frontman of all time. He is just sort of a, a renaissance man. He's out there. He does radio. He does acting. He appeared in the Netflix show Cobra Kai this season. Everything about Dee Snider is what I believe in and what I stand for. And the way he approaches things, his attitude, everything about it is coming to this podcast right here. Finally able to make it happen. And I've got to think. I've got to thank my buddy Chuck Shoot for one. Uh, if you are not listening to the Chuck Shoot podcast, you absolutely should be. He is tremendous. He's like, you know, my brother from another mother type of deal. He's awesome. Uh, and he was of great help to me, as well as Natalie Camillo from Napalm Records for helping set this up. D has a new album out. It just came out last week. It's called Leave a Scar. 
and his work with Joey Josta from Hatebreed. It is just a tremendous collaboration. These albums, that the last two solo albums he's done, which started with For the Love of Metal and now Leave a Scar, this is tremendous modern heavy metal. And D has the voice, he has the presence, he has the attitude. This is my metal album of the year to this point here, August of 2021. There is nobody like D. Snyder. I have wanted to make this interview happen really since I started doing this podcast. And the fact that it is occurring, uh, it really is a testament to, you know, staying the course. I don't know a lot of people that would have continued doing this as many years as I have. And without gleaming something more from it than just the satisfaction and the enjoyment of talking with these artists. To me, that's what it's all about. I uh, have a sports entertainment network that I have. It's called Starcade Media. And this is a pro, uh, you know, a product of that on the road to rock is a, you know, is under that umbrella. And to be able to do this, to be able to talk with someone like D Snyder, you know, that I've idolized my entire life. I'm just a huge twisted sister fan. I was able to see them uh, twice in my life. They were uh, reunited from 2003 to 2016. I was there at the first Rocklahoma when they headlined that back in 2007. Unbelievable that that was 14 years ago. And then, like I said, their final U.S. show in 2016 on the uh, 40 and Effort tour. 40 years, one of the most brutal live bands of all time. And now D. Snyder still carrying the metal flag, if you will, as a uh, solo artist. And uh, you saw him on Cobra Kai, still killing it as a front man. We're going to get into all that. The new album, uh, Twisted Sister, The Legacy, all that and much more. It's coming right up. Guys, without further ado, let's go ahead and take you to my interview this week with none other than D. Snyder for president. Saving the last for best. Oh my goodness, D. Snyder, the man that lives his life on Zoom with a different background every interview. What's up? As this is this is my skull collection. <laughs> this is what did you do during COVID? Collect the skulls. Your your last one that I saw looked very Captain Howdy of you. You're you're in like a dungeon. I liked I liked that one too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Check out there's an Eddie Trunk one where I do crowd surfing. Where I've got a crowd with their arms in the air, and I I, I do a whole crowd surfing thing. Oh. Uh, you got you got to keep got to keep you guys on your toes. Uh, but yeah, we're good to the top of the hour, man. So let's uh, let's rock. Well, D, welcome to On the Road to Rock. This is such a pleasure, my friend. How's everything going? I know you've been living your life on Zoom, doing interviews. It's a big week for you. Last week you called it the big one of the biggest weeks of your career with the new album Leave a Scar coming out. How's everything been going? What's the reception been like so far as we've had about a week to marinate on all this? You know, when you start a record, um, in, in the best case scenario, because sometimes bands are sort of forced back into the studio and told you got to do another record. But in my case, it was inspiration, and that's the best place to start. And you. You get like this feeling like I got a great idea and you get in the studio, you start working in going, this is great. They're going to love this. This is amazing. And then somewhere, I don't know when, but in the process, the exclamation points turn to question marks. And they all of a sudden you're like, are they going to love this? Is this great? Is this amazing? You start self-doubt creeps in. I'm D. Snyder. No self-doubt. It just, it happens to any creative. And um, so finally, when the record comes out and reviews start coming in, and you get a response, and it's what you hope for, which it is. Uh, it's been incredible. So uh, it was an inspired record, and people are responding to the inspiration. 
Well, just talk about your, you know, working relationship with Joey Jasta from Hate Breed, how important it was. Because as I, as I understand it, back in uh, 2018, he comes to you and says, hey, we, I want to write and record an album with you. That uh, winds up being for the love of metal. The results speak for themselves. One of the heaviest efforts to date. How can you top that? Leave a Scar has somehow done it. Talk about your relationship with him and how important that chemistry is. You know, I love metal. I've, I'm one of the day one metal fans from when I was a kid when Sabbath and Zeppelin first hit the scene. I was there and I've championed it my whole life through radio shows and TV shows I've done. At some, but a certain, and I've stayed in tune with the scene through my kids who are all metalheads, I'm proud to say, and take me to shows and give me dad's hardcore playlist. So I'm always listening. But um, Around the mid-90s after Widowmaker, I, I sort of felt like I'd overstayed my welcome and it wasn't a place for D. Snyder anymore. And uh, that was the end. I stopped writing. And anything I did afterwards was sort of retro-y, Twisted Sister or novelty record like the Christmas album or the Broadway record. Or, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't really in it, in, you know, in, a, in a, a significant way. Jamie Josta cornered me on his podcast and said, I challenge you to do a contemporary metal record. And I said, I would love to, man. I just, I don't know where I belong. I love metal. I just don't know where I fit. He goes, I know where you fit. I will show you where you belong. And, and I said, well, who's going to work on this record? Who's going to write on this record? He said, everybody. And the outpouring from the community, people from Lamb of God, Disturbed, Kill Switch Engage, and on and on and on. Ollie from All the Remains, may he rest in peace. Um, all they've just, the outpouring for, for Love of Metal was insane. I was like really overwhelmed, touched that people all thought D Snyder belongs amongst, among the us to, you know, love and metal came out. The response was huge. It went to the top of the billboard charts. It was one of the number one metal records in the, in the world for a while. And um, so when it came time to do this record, I, I never used the same producer in a, two times in a row before I didn't hesitate, called up Jamie Josta. I said, I'm ready to do, I'm, I want to do another record with you, with the band, with the same team, let's go do it. So, but this time I want to be involved in the writing because now I know where I fit and I, you know, I want to work with the team, but I want to be involved in the writing because I got something to say, there's a lot going on in the world. I need to express my feelings and, uh, but I want to use the same team. And never was that more evident uh, that with your fingerprints all over it than um, I Gotta Rock Again, which is uh, it's a very D. Snyder song, man. And it's something, it's a sentiment I think that we all have been feeling this whole time. I've been to three concerts this summer. I don't know where it's going to go from here, but, uh, you know, they're out there. It's happening. But uh, I Gotta Rock Again. T take us back to that. That was the first single, the first video that came out back in May and kind of set the scene for this whole thing here. Oh, it did. It was really the flashpoint. There were certain flashpoints on this record where, because in 2019, I told my family, I told my management, I told Jamie and the band that I, I was done. I really felt that I was done recording and done playing live shows. Uh, you know, I, I just, I do many other things, radio, TV, movies, directing now, writing. So I, I, I have plenty of outlets and I figure I, I leave on a high note. For the love of metal was a great statement for me to walk out and leave on. But then COVID hit. Then the politics of the world hit. Then I felt at all these like powerful emotions just surging through me. And one day, I just in my head just popped out, I got a rock again. 
And I laughed. I said, I said, well, that's a D Snyder statement if I've ever heard one. Mr. I want to rock. You can't stop rock. I believe in rock. The bad boys are rock. Rock, 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 rock. I got to rock again. And I always work from song titles. And I wrote it down. I looked at it. And I said, I bet the whole world's feeling this right now. I bet this is something everybody's feeling. And that's really, when you write a song, yeah, you write for yourself, but you're also hoping you're tapping into some emotion others are sharing, you know, we're not going to take it, you know, I mean, you know, I want to rock, you know, people making these statements that other people go, yeah, I want to rock. They wanted to rock too, you know? So, and that started, I want to rock again was the first song. That was the start flashpoint for, for getting back in the studio and writing again. And then it went from there. Well, you know, you could get the album, uh, you know, dsnyder.com. You can get it through Napalm Records right now. And you have a lot of different packages for this. We've got the, the really, the, uh, the colored vinyl, the red vinyl is awesome. Dude, all this stuff there, out there, there is, is great. Splatter, splatter vinyl. Splatter and vinyl, you, right? And here's the look at when you were a kid, we used to do that thing with they let you put the different colors on the spinning piece of paper yeah. and it yeah. would spin. You do it at like a carnival or something and you'd make art. They got an album that looks like that. Yeah. The, it, and by the way, it's available in all the traditional ways like yes. Amazon, Target, record stores. If, you, if anybody's got any of those around, you can download it from Apple, Bandcamp, places where the band actually gets paid for the work they're doing and you can download it onto your technology. Very so important. It's, it's available all sorts of places. Well, want to urge everyone to check it out. DEI, you're just a fan of everything you've done, including uh, here's some, uh, some a connection we have. I was actually at Twisted Sisters final show in the United States in South Dakota in Sioux Falls back in 2016 Talk about that 2003 to 2016, that 13 year period, sort of Twisted Sister's second life, if you will, that I think is as important to the legacy of the band as, uh, as Stay Hungry, as the initial MTV run. That 13 years, you guys were booked well, you were in demand. There was a mystique created about Twisted Sister because you didn't just tour and play everywhere. That 13 years, how important was it to you and for the band? Spot on, but everything you just said was exactly right. And and just you said that show you got to see in Sioux Falls, you were blessed because that was a club show. Yeah, and it was a club show because uh, Chuck Brennan, who owned that club, uh, which sadly is not there anymore. Yeah, it, it went he, away like right after it was gone. He is a metalhead, and he would pay full price to have any of the bands he loved. He had Kiss there. He had Kiss stalking. Yeah, he would get if he liked the band. It was like I don't care how much it costs, you know, but you're not going to make the money back at the door. He goes, I don't give a shit. I want to. I want to watch the band. So you know, so credit to to Chuck Brennan, and you got to see a, a Twisted Sister full. It was band, awesome. Everything, whatever it was, the whole day. Anyway, um, you know, when Twisted Sister broke up, Twisted Sister. If any, if you haven't had a chance to watch the documentary, We Are Twisted, effing Sister. Yes. Check it out. It's it's highly rated. And the reason it's highly rated because it's a really good documentary. I watch a lot of music document docs, even bands I don't like. And it's given me like, I'm not a Dylan fan. But after watching a couple of Dylan documentaries, I like Dylan now and I understand him as a you know as a person. And a lot of people after seeing the Twisted Sister, We Are Twisted Blanking Sister uh, documentary, the people who weren't fans become fans. People who were fans have even more respect because they see the band was together 10 years before we're not gonna take it 10 years that is not an accident that is not a flash in the pan that is five guys who say will refuse to lay down and die refuse to take no for an answer so 
when we broke up in 87, it was very quiet. People didn't even know we broke up. We put out Love is a Suckers, record bombed. I left the band. And it was like we came out like a, on like a lion and we went out like a lamb. And that always bothered me. And I and I bothered me that here's five guys who stood shoulder to shoulder, fought for so many years, and now we weren't even talking to each other. So when we reformed in around, well, first it was in 2002. New York Steel. Uh, 2000, New York Steel. Yeah. And for the, all the right reasons, the first time we got together was for 9-11 benefit. Yes. That brought us back together because we could, what could we do that help? We could play. We were from New York. So we got together that. And so we, and then after that, we went and played for the troops overseas. So our motivations were not money. It was very charitable and very genuine. And for me, it was about connect, reconnecting with the guys because I was a real a-hole, man. I will say it straight up. I was a complete a-hole back in the eighties with my band. I made their life miserable. Mm-hmm. I broke up the band and, but I figured it out. I got better. And I'll tell you, it took a few years before the guys trusted me. <laughs> when we reformed, I know they kept looking, going, I'm going, hey, guys, what's up? And I'm like, going, uh, what's, what's going on here? Where is the a-hole? He's in there somewhere. He's going to come out. But, uh, but I really, you know, I, got, I, went, I had therapy. I got, I got fixed. But you know, that, that, that second time around allowed us to go out on a high note to play before bigger crowds than we'd ever played in front of. Somehow we got bigger while we were broken up. And yeah. uh, and we just had these great shows, great times, great memories. And we ended as friends. I still talk to them all the time. Uh, and we are buddies and, and you know, and we always will be. So it, it just, it really allowed us to end on a high note. It absolutely did. Blessed to have been at that show, like you said. Um, I got to ask you about your appearance in Cobra Kai because for me, it was like my two worlds colliding heavy metal. I'm a huge karate kid fan team Cobra Kai all the way. The show's fantastic. And Johnny freaking Lawrence shows up at a D Snyder show. He says, this is the most badass rocker of all time. How did this come <laughs> about? How did you wind up in the show? Because it's etched in my mind forever. My two worlds collided and I'll never be the same. This is, you know, uh, this is when this is karma. I like to think that after, I got my karma in the late 80s and 90s when I, being an asshole, caught up with me and I lost everything and had to start over. But I've, I've tried to live my life very differently. And I made some friends along the way. And I do a lot of uh, a, a convention appearances, you know, where you get autographs from people. And I run into uh, Billy Zopka. Uh, and this is before uh, Cobra Kai. He'd be there signing for Karate Kid, do a lot of movies, you know, guys for movies and rock and stuff. And we just hit it off, just became friends. And um, so then he t- I remember one time he told me, hey, yeah, YouTube's gonna do a new show called Cobra Kai. I was like, cool, that's great, man. YouTube, you're like, what? what YouTube that? Red, especially? YouTube, YouTube Red, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, but it's my friend, I'm wishing the best for him, you know, great guy. And uh, and meet Machio, he's, you know, we're both Long Island guys. And so, uh, and we connect as well. So then um, I get a call from Billy, and he goes, yeah, man, he goes, uh, Netflix bought Cobra Kai. They're doing the next season. I said, that's awesome. He says, yeah, they're going to they're gonna, uh, rerun all the old episodes and they're going to put a new season. It's great. So that's, I'm so happy for you, man. Again, good guys. Dessert, you know, he's such, such a good guy. He said, would you be would you interested in doing a cameo in one of the episodes? I was like, fuck yeah, love <laughs> it. So 
and I'm sorry if I'm cursing. No, I mean, keep okay. no, all good. Okay, so, uh, so, and I, my wife says, "What's going on?" I go, "I, would, I said, I'm going to tell you about Billy Zapka. He's got a show on YouTube, Cobra Kai. We had never seen one episode. So, I mean, and and it was no slight on Billy. He probably never listened to all my music either. He knows we're not going to take it. I want to rock. I saw the Karate Kid movies. So, uh, so you know, so I'm like, yeah, he wants me to be in the show. He's like, okay, cool. So we go to Atlanta. And I know nothing about the show. I don't have the heart to tell them I'm not up to speed on anything that's going on. And so I remember they bring me, okay, okay, you're going to perform in this, you know, this concert. And, and I'm back and, and, and they got this kid in a wheelchair. Oh, this, this is so-and-so, <laughs> Miguel, no, some, I don't know, some guy in a wheelchair. And, and so, you know, and the, the whole thing is filmed, shot. I know nothing about what's going on. I just, I, this is a snapshot in the middle of something. I know nothing about the episode. I didn't read the script. I just know this is what D. Snyder is doing. I got to see Billy. I got to see Ralph. Awesome. Go home. And I got to go to the Atlanta, um, Atlanta Aquarium with my wife, which is like the best aquarium in the world. And so, yes. yes, amazing. Amazing. So anyway, COVID hits. Netflix releases the, uh, releases the, the other two seasons. People start binge watching. The world becomes Cobra Kai fanatics. Everybody's the Cobra Kai. Season three hits. It was New Year's Eve. People are just locked in their on their living rooms watching. And suddenly my social media explodes. My <laughs> phone's blowing up. Everybody's calling me. I'm like, I'm in the newspaper. I'm like, what the hell happened? I didn't have no idea the show was as big as it is. Now I'm researching. 75 million people watched, 75 million people watched season three. I said to my wife, we got to binge watch this show. I know people are getting interviewed. Everybody wants to know. So what was it like on Cobra? I know nothing about the show. We sit in the living room. We watch it the whole season. Unbelievable show. It's so smart. It's so amazing the way it bridges generations. I'm so proud to have been a part of it. Happy for my friends, Billy and Ralph, especially Billy, and, uh, and honored. And, and they proclaim me the most badass rocker ever. And I'll tell you, I'm putting that on my tombstone. That's what it is. Here lies the most badass rocker ever, D. Snyder. Says says uh, says Johnny Lawrence. Oh, that's all, all you need right there. That, oh my God, it was the greatest. That 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 was, and I'm so glad you were a part of it, um, D. Now you know, talking about you know, kind of reconnecting with the your guys from Twisted Sister there because it's crazy. D. Snyder had a podcast up until a few years ago, but now Mark the Animal Mendoza has a podcast. So does JJ French. I guess you've been doing radio for decades, but when do we get D Snyder back into the podcast realm? Because that's where it's all going. You wouldn't have to do interviews with people like me. You just have your own <laughs> podcast back. Where is it? You know, it's it's weird. You know, I tried to start one and uh, a couple of times and I just didn't have the, and as, as, as regimented and, you know, I'm a, I'm a self-starter. I write books, I write movies, I write screenplays, but with traveling around, I could do, I had trouble carrying, you know, the equipment with me and doing the and setting up and doing the interviews and then getting arranging and it just I just couldn't put the pieces together enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm on terrestrial radio. I've been for over 25 years yes. with the House of Air. It's crazy, uh, and I do a lot of other things, you know. But uh, podcast, 
JJ's got a great one. Mendoza's been doing one for a long time. It's great, too. So I guess I'll just be guests on theirs and yours from time to time for the time being. Hey, that works. You've been doing so many. You were on Busted Radio with our good friend, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. I'm sure Chris Jericho's going to drag you in. That's got to happen coming up. Talk is Jericho. Uh, Jericho. Well, Jericho's Mr. Metal. Of and, course. Uh, and he's and he's always been a fan and a supporter. I got. I remember when I did the Fozzie um, the original, you ever see the Fozzie documentary? Yes, the it's documentary. Awesome. Uh, but there's, there's something very, my part's very funny, but it's very tragic too. I don't know if you remember it, but yes. the whole idea was that Fozzie, they were covering metal songs, claiming they were stuck in Japan and they wrote all the hits. And uh, so they would do Stay Hungry. And, and the thing was that they would interview us and say like, and we were supposed to have had to actually ripped off Fozzie. So uh, I'm sitting and I'm in New York and the World Trade Center is behind me. And my whole pitch is the, is the Vanilla Ice pitch because Vanilla Ice tried to once explain how Under Pressure and Ice Ice Baby aren't the same song. Have you ever seen that? With that little bass line, doon, 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 Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they go, no, but and mine's doon, 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 doon. Right. And they're going, what? What? So I did the same thing. I was like, no, no, but but their song and my Stay Hungry is different. My song goes, dun, 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 dun. theirs goes, dun, 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 dun. see, it's like these two towers. They look the same, but they're not the same. They're not they're identical. Not. So that, and of course, you know, how weird to have like, been there that moment like whatever never no one ever thought that that would be gone but yeah so uh awesome. so yeah jericho fozzy i have a long relationship with chris d before i let you go i've got to get to our lone facebook question because this guy is the biggest twisted sister fan i know and i i got to get this in for him it's from shane williams and he asked me personally to ask you he wanted me to tell you first of all that uh, tell D that he's my biggest influence in rock and roll and his overall personality has shaped me in my adult life. That's awesome. First of all, and I hope that keeps him out of, out of trouble. I assume he's still married. We'll just assume things are good with Shay. But his question is, as a physical front man, someone that's always out there and, and one of the best headbangers in rock, is that become more difficult with age? How are the live performances uh, as different for you now than they were, you know, say back in the 80s? 100%. I was charging uh, full speed ahead to about 60, I say about 61. Uh, you see pictures of me, uh, you know, from, from uh, five years ago, like eight pack abs. I mean, just like bristling, you know, just, just muscle. And, and, uh, and that went on to the end of Twist Sister. And, uh, but I, I told people, we got to retire because I want a carb. I said, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm changing the song. I'm writing re new recording. I want a car band. And so then, you know, but, but, you know, I mean, look, gravity beats everybody. No one show me anyone in the history of civilization, the world who's ever beat gravity. No one, we all get pulled down to the ground and into the dirt. Okay. So that's where we're all headed. You're just fighting one way or the other. And I say, fight the tide as long as you can, but you know, I've had a, a shoulder surgery, knee surgery, throat surgery. Now get neck work done. You know, you're headbanging your whole life and, and, uh, and this stuff takes its toll. But, you know, George Carlin once spoke about this and he said, we're not supposed to cross the finish line of life in pristine condition, unscathed and I walk like across in perfect condition. He said, you're supposed to slide in, beaten and bruised and scraped and scarred because you did something. 
you did something. And that just, and that's the truth. So all the people aging out, if you got aches and pains, because guess what? You live your damn life. They are badges of honor, badges of honor. So I got my neck, I'm over neck work. That's because I headbang so much. My neck is, I've got neck and shoulder problems. I'll take it. I'll take it because I lived, all right? I lived. I'm not crossing the finish line, walking up with a bow tie on. Oh, I had a nice life. No, no, I kicked ass. There is blood on the path that you have walked, D. I can't tell you how much this interview means to me, D. You're the man. Thank you so much for doing it. Everybody, leave a scar. The metal album of the year, I'm saying it right now. We still got six months to go, but it's absolutely tremendous. Go grab it, dsnyder.com or through Napalm Records. Thank you so much, brother. Stay safe, stay healthy, all well. We hope you see you out stay there. Stay the hungry! <laughs> Great talking to you, man. Thank you, sir. All right, bye-bye. There you have it, D. Snyder right here on the road to rock for the first time, hopefully not the last. The new album is Leave a Scar, and I highly recommend it. It is a tremendous modern metal sound, uh, the collaboration with Joey Josta from Hatebreed, who basically sought D out and said, let's make a heavy metal album together. Back in 2018, they did it with For the Love of Metal. They have taken it up a new notch with the new album, Leave a Scar, and I want you to go to dsnyder.com or to Napalm Records to get the new album. They have it as a digital release, as a CD, as a, they have packages with t-shirts, they have signed copies, they have the, uh, the LP that uh, Dee was talking about, uh, the, the, the red LP, and it's awesome. Go get it, support what Dee Snyder's doing. Guys, he's 66 years old, still brings it. He's got some tour dates uh, on the horizon, hopefully a lot more as uh, we go on into uh, 2022. We'll see where that goes, but, Really, I want to thank you guys for staying with this show. Uh, this was formerly the Music Mania podcast up until really just a few months ago. I wanted to relaunch what I was doing because honestly, what I was doing had kind of become stale to me. I had done the Music Mania podcast. I came up with that name because it was general and you know we could have any kind of artist on here if we want. If we wanted to talk to Michelle Branch, we could have Michelle Branch on here because it's called Music Mania. Well, you know what? Our foundation is in rock. You are on the road to rock. Even bands out there you know, I want, I want to get on someone like Travis Tritt, someone like Dwight Yoakam. To me, you know, rock country, it doesn't really matter. On the Road to Rock can represent all of that. And uh, I, I wanted to relaunch and kind of reset things. And I believe that it's been for the best because since I have done that, the interviews have become more exciting. I've been more invigorated. And we can't thank you enough for being a part of it. Always hit us up on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our YouTube channel is Starcade Media. You want to see this interview with D. Snyder? It's on our YouTube channel, which is Starcade Media. Search it on YouTube, subscribe. You can get all the interviews I do, or at least 95% of them, on YouTube. Just be a subscriber. It's exclusive to subscribers. We usually don't post them around that much. So, with that being said, we got so much more coming up, guys. Next week, we've got none other than Jack Blades from Night Ranger joining us. We're going to continue this whole thing on the summer of 2021. It is the return to rock, and we're here for each and every second of it, and so are you. Thank you so much for joining us.